Welcome everyone, it's Jim and Bill. It's time for you to learn some more about Kingdom Hearts. And this was a pretty pretty packed episode. What would you would you agree your last half hour was or no? Yeah, I would say it's pretty packed. Um I would say I think after maybe about five, seven minutes in is when it starts to get really packed. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we have to freaking end uh, Halloween Town. Let's do mm-hmm. that first. Okay, so last episode uh, left you guys on Oogie Boogie, or Oogity Boogity. Mm-hmm. Um, the Oogie Boogie. No, um, him talking to his, um, what, what were they, like, minions, I guess? Yes, yeah. So they have the heart. And Jack, Sora, and Donald go to find the heart. And we basically see them beat up on three little kids. (laughs) (laughs) And then they fight Oogie Boogie, Oogie Boogie. Mm -hmm. I want to just keep calling them Oogie Boogie. I know it's not Oogie Boogie, but (laughs) I'm in an Oogie Boogie mood tonight. Are you? Okay. So they beat him. And then, just when you think he, you know, they're done with him, he becomes bigger. And he goes through this tree house, and we see there's, like, some purple slime on there. I don't know what it was, to be honest with you. Yeah. So they have to beat the slime to beat the giant oogity-boogity which yeah. was weird. Yeah, I had a lot of questions in my original playthrough about this and also my rewatching of this. So, okay, I get the idea is that he is being possessed by the darkness mm-hmm. and that's what leads to his second form. But why does it make him giant? Can he move? Right. Which... It doesn't seem like he can. It really doesn't. Because I don't even think his face moves, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, on this Mm -hmm. giant thing. And why is it that these globs of darkness, I'll call them, why is that what can bring him down, and why are they even there in such a visible part of him? Right. It, It really didn't make much sense out of it. And I'll and and I'll bring this up to you. Uh, let me bring this up now. Is and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we can talk about you know past episodes here. But mm-hmm. the keyhole didn't make sense at all to me here. No, it was in an odd location. Yeah, it was in his manner. Yeah. Not in his manner, even. You have to destroy the manner to get to it. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, we think back to um, some of the other places we've seen a keyhole. Yeah. Like, um, like Tarzan, Deep Jungle. It mm-hmm. was in Tarzan's home. Sure, right. I get that. Or the Cave of Wonders. Cave of Wonders was another one. Uh, what was the episode that we just did? I think that one made uh, Atlantica. It's in Ariel's Grotto. Right. Yes. This one's kind of like, oh, why? <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically. So then um, everyone is 
happy in Halloween Town. They're like, next year we'll have the best parade ever. Right, or so, whatever they do there in Halloween yeah, Town. Yeah, whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Bill, let's take some time before we move on to play Who Said That? All right. All right. Here we go. Of course, we also have another Ansem report and Bill's theories and predictions as well as Bill's board of love and hate. But, Bill, here we go. I read you three quotes from this half hour from uh, Gamer's Little Playground, and you tell me who said it. Okay. All right, here we go. The first one is the heartless obey. Uh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> let me start that one over. <laughs> the heartless obey me now, Sora. Now I have nothing to fear. Riku. Okay, that one you were very confident. I could tell. The next one is this one. Nobody disrespects me. Nobody. Oh my God, I want to act that one out. <laughs> I'm going to say Captain Hook? No, Oogie Boogie, who you just talked about. Oh! Which, by the way, we didn't mention, I don't think we mentioned that. In his first form, he he calls on the Heartless, and he gets only two of them. Yeah. Which was leads to this line, by the way. I'm like, really? Like, Jafar gets like eight and... Like, like they all get a bunch and he only gets two. Right, and he's like two flying heartless come by him. Maleficent's probably like, oh, he's a ghost. He could take care of this. <laughs> Alright, and here's the last one. You're stupid. Sooner or later, they'll swallow your heart. That is Captain Hook. No, that is Sora. Ah, because he says stupid really, really weird. He goes, you're stupid. It's like his <laughs> voice breaks during it. It's very, very weird. <laughs> Which I guess this is a good transition to go into Neverland now. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Let's continue with what you like and didn't like and what made an impression on you. Okay. So we get to, so we get on to Captain Hook's ship and we discover that Riku is there with Captain Hook and Mr. Smee. Gotta mention Mr. Smee. Mm, of course. And he has Kyrie with him. That was a big development for me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't because the last time we saw him, he was with Maleficent. They were looking over the body of Kyrie before he got his powers. Right. So now we see her with Riku and then Sora and them join up and they're happy, but they all basically fall into a trap and they meet Peter Pan. So they talk and Peter Pan mentions that Wendy has been captured for the billionth time by Captain (laughs) Hook. (laughs) Wendy is as bad as Lois Lane, but that's another <laughs> discussion for another day. Um, so, like, Wendy talks to Peter, and Sora asks her if there's another girl there. And she says that there is another girl. Mm-hmm. 
but before they can like help each other, she gets Wendy gets taken away. So we find out that Wendy is not one of the seven princesses. Now, did that surprise you? Because last time uh, when we talked, first off, you predicted that Sally was going to be a princess, which mm-hmm. right now doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Right. Uh, did you at some point think that Wendy was even a possibility? No. Okay. Only, only because it would have been too, un- I feel too unrealistic because mm. like if, if they had gone the route of the Indian princess in Peter Pan then mm. maybe right. but I'm not really you know I'm not really sure how that would have worked out so but I do want to bring up um, something that you miss which I think is one of the cooler things about this particular half hour is when Sora gets on the ship, and we forgot to mention that Sora, Donald, and Goofy kind of run into this pirate ship in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say that for, for two reasons. Number one is because I'm okay with Hook's ship traveling in space. Mm-hmm. Or I'm at least better with that than I was with a giant whale being able to go through space. Right. <laughs> Plus, they they kind of alluded, I believe, in the last episode, um, when they saw Kyrie, which you mentioned, that um, where Captain Hook goes, uh, you know, there'll be no shenanigans on this vessel, boy, or whatever he says, mm-hmm. because that indicated that okay, I guess the ship can fly, right? But guess what? I buy that because of where the ship's origin is. Exactly. Which brings me to another reason why I thought that I... Another thing that I thought was so cool when I first played this in this section. When Sora confronts Riku, and I'm really surprised you didn't bring this up. um, Riku says, uh, as I mentioned, the heartless obey me now, Sora. Now I have nothing to fear. And then he says he picked up a few tricks along the way. Mm. And he is able to cast a dark Sora shadow. Yes. And again, this is see, this is why one of the main things I love about Kingdom Hearts. They adapt. Sometimes they adapt to the world. Like this is a world that you can use that skill because mm-hmm. we know about Peter Pan and shadows and Neverland. Yes. yes. Anyway, go ahead, continue. Or actually, you know, before you continue, let's take a quick break. Let's do that. And then when we come back, we'll continue to talk about Neverland. Where are Donald and Goofy? Are they that important to you? More important than old friends? Instead of worrying about them, you should be asking about her. Kyrie! That's right. While you were off goofing around, I finally found her. Not so fast. No shenanigans aboard my vessel, boy. Riku, why are you siding with the Heartless? The Heartless obey me now, Sora. Now I have nothing to fear. You're stupid! Sooner or later they'll swallow your heart! 
Not a chance. My heart's too strong. Riku passed away. Though his world perished, his heart did not. When we took the princess from his castle, he apparently followed her here through sheer force of will. But fear not. No harm will come to you. He is no match for your power. Her power? Yes. The untapped power that lies within you. Now, child, it's time you awakened that power and realized your full potential. Alright, Bill, let's talk more about Nimbleman. Alright, let's talk more about it. So, Captain Hook still has the fear of the crocodile. That never gets old. Um, but, like, my one thing was, like, Captain, you're, like, 20 feet up in the air. He's in the water. I don't think he's going to bother <laughs> you. <laughs> um, then we see Tinkerbell. Maybe, I, I might have the order wrong. But it's, it's fine. A, yeah. So we see Tinkerbell, and Tinkerbell is still jealous. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they teach Sora and the group, you know, how to fly, and you just gotta believe. And then they do manage to fly, um, and then there's a, a fight. Sora does fight his shadow. Mm -hmm. And then Peter Pan leaves with Wendy. Like, he finds Wendy, rescues Wendy... And leaves. Right. And I was like, really? This is how you're going to do it? Because I was going to... He was pushing the needle towards the board. We'll see mm. if he's even mentioned later on. Well, he even says, I think, during that time, he's like... I don't know. He says something about, like, I've... All right, well, I I got you here, but I've got to take care of Wendy. And then he flies mm. off with Wendy. Right. So then Sora, Donald, Goofy get captured. And Sora is going to walk the plank. Uh, Riku has left with Kyrie at this point. And I was thinking, okay, how's Sora going to do this? Is he going to like do some kind of like flip or something? So he, what he does is he gets to the edge, he jumps, and starts to fly. Mm -hmm. And then Peter Pan comes back. So now they fight off the Heartless. They fight off Captain Hook. Smee has left at this point, I think. And then Captain Hook goes off the ship and starts getting chased by the crocodile. Mm -hmm. Then... They leave Neverland, go to London. Right, <laughs> hold on. Let's, this is oh let's stop right there. Hold on, first of all, yes, yes. Peter Pan says, "What's that take? There's something, there's something we gotta see, or something like that." Um, mm -hmm. And yes, all of a sudden, we are at Big Ben himself. This is the funniest <laughs> part. Go ahead, because. <laughs> Here's Big Ben, and Wendy is sitting on a ledge on Big Ben. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, don't jump, Wendy. Don't jump. Your life's not worth it. <laughs> but 
thankfully, you know, she doesn't do that. Uh, Peter is there, and they talk, and Peter basically says to them, you can use Tinkerbell if you want. Which is interesting, because, again, kind of like Jeannie, you're keeping the world borders, but why can Jeannie and Tinkerbell go everywhere? Right, and it goes back to one of the topics that we don't talk about a lot, but I think it's a good time to talk about it, meddling with other worlds. Right, because that's all they do. Every single world that they have gone to, I believe, so far has been some form of meddling. Yeah. And really, the only one that's called them out on is King Triton. Mm-hmm. Which, good for King Triton, by the way. Right, sure. So He's just trying to protect his sea. He is. And and then he ends up getting shot in a drive-by or something. Oh last <laughs> so, the keyhole is on the clock of Big Ben. Which is very weird because, t- so in, okay, so in Kingdom Hearts canon, Big Ben is the same as, in the same world as Neverland. Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting. Um, one of the other things I want to bring up is just a little bit of a character development, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. That scene that you mentioned earlier with um, Riku basically tells Captain Hook that Wendy's not one of the chosen princesses. Right. And I just think it's interesting is Hook is questioning everything. He's saying, yes. like, why those seven? What's Maleficent planning? And Riku does not care whatsoever. He's like, who knows? And then just goes back to the Kyrie mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, Riku just doesn't care. All he wants is Kyrie alive. That's right. all he wants. Which you didn't mention. I don't know if did we mention that like she's motionless. I don't think we did. Oh yeah, and then, then like they do like a couple close-ups, and like you look at her eyes, and it's like, uh, well, something's like, up. She, but yeah, like she's out there. Right. And another thing I want to bring up that I, another cool thing that. I really liked in, in regards to detail because I'm more noticing certain details while watching for this particular show is the beginning when Sora and Riku and Captain Hook and Smee are all on the deck like at the beginning of the world. Mm-hmm. I like how after Riku says to Hook all right, let's let's go. We're you know let's not wait anymore. Let's let's shove off or whatever he says. Hook is like, how dare this kid think he can bully me around? This brat, right? This brat can bully us around. However, he's also scared because he knows that they're under control. That Riku is controlling the heartless. Mm-hmm. Which we've established, like certain people have to do that. Yeah, for each of these worlds, apparently. And it's interesting to me knowing that some of the Disney villains are—they know to not overstep their boundaries. Like they're bad, but they know like they could totally fall into darkness, and there's there's a limit for them, so to speak. Yeah. 
which we kind of saw with with Jafar. Jafar definitely fell into his darkness because mm-hmm. even Maleficent says it after that world, like um, that he was too greedy. He was too greedy. He couldn't be helped. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So then, Riku and Maleficent have another conversation, and Maleficent warns Riku about you know, how to use his powers. Like, don't use this power too much. Or else, you know, you'll end up with consequences. Mm -hmm. And this is like the first sign of dissension between the two. Yes. So that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. I don't know if I'd say that, because we did have a scene earlier where... Riku, I don't know, I just feel like Riku has kind of always been somewhat hesitant. Yeah. Kind of, like, like even going back to Monstro, where Maleficent was like, hey, you know what, I'm gonna appear, I'm, go- I'm gonna choose to appear inside the belly of a whale. <laughs> she tells Riku, she remember she had a scene with Riku, and she says, like, don't steep yourself in darkness too long, and then Riku's like, mind your own business. Right. So, I don't know, I feel like there has been dissension before. Yeah, I guess you're right. Never really thought about that, going back to the the whale thing. Mm. And then, we go to a flashback, and we sort of pick up with Sora and Riku at the cave. And they mention again about this new girl that has moved on to the island. Mm-hmm. And Riku, before he leaves the cave, looks at this door. And the door has a keyhole. So, gotta wonder, maybe if he knew something about that when he was a kid. Yeah. Then... We see uh, Kairi with, I guess it's her grandmother. That's the only thing I could think of. Well, right, right, right before that. So after they leave, um, just because I don't know, I just think this is really, really, really funny. Mm-hmm. After they leave the Neverland or whatnot, Sora, you know, says, "I can't believe uh, I flew," and they do the the Big Ben stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it does a jump cut into Traverse Town with Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Right. And, and, and I know for you, you wouldn't have known this, but what happens is they found a new gummy block, and now Sid in Traverse Town has to install it for them to go to the next place. Mm. So that's why all of a sudden there's a jump cut, and then these three are just kind of like having a conversation Right. Oh, yes! Because they're like, yeah, put on a, a happy face. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, and then Sora's kind of like, how can you be so cheery because there's still been no sign of your king? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why they're here. Because it's not like they constantly talk about it. Right. They they like do bring con- it up every once in a while, but not like constantly. Like Not as much, I feel, as... As Sora does. Right, because Sora's, like, whole thing is to find Kyrie. That's the whole thing. 
Right. Like every once in like a couple episodes, it's like, oh, we got to go get the king. Yeah. But I, I don't thought I just like that details. Like, oh, by the way, you're also looking for King Mickey. <laughs> so then Sora is talking to his grandmother from the flashback. And she talks about a meteor shower. It's like, oh my gosh, now it connects to what Anthem or Anthem had, you know, wrote written in one of the previous notes. Right. So now it's starting to make sense a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then that's where it cuts off for me. Right. Because it was that's, like, no, you're no, you're right. Kai's grandmother's thing it was like in the middle. Uh, by the way, here's a big teaser for you. Are you ready for this? This is going to be not for this episode, for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Your next half hour is has a scene in it that I would argue made me really get into the Kingdom Hearts series. Like, it sold me. Like, up until now, I'm kind of like, all right, it's a fun little game that I'm visiting Disney World at. Right. But then some stuff happens that I'm like, oh, this is this is really good. Like So little teaser for that. Let's take a break and when we come back we'll have our Ansem report and Bill's theories and predictions. And uh yeah, then anything else to close. We'll be right back. You're listening to Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, Season 1, Episode 8, titled... Abandoned Ship. Now, just remember what Donald said to you. No frowning. No sad faces. How can you be so cheerful? There's still no sign of your king. Aren't you worried? Actually. The king told us to go out and find the key bearer, and we found you. So as long as we stick together, it'll all work out okay. You just gotta believe in yourself, that's all. All right, Bill, so... Overall, though, because I know that you're, look, I know that you're a big, I don't know if I'd say, maybe maybe big's the the wrong word, Mm -hmm. but I think that you like Neverland and Captain Hook and all that, like, as a a fan, am am I right first off or no? Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but I am a fan. Okay. Because one of the big criticisms I remember at the time was it's Neverland, but technically it's not. Because it isn't like you leave the ship. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing Mermaid Lagoon or the Indian Tribe or the Lost Boys. Like, how do you feel? How did you feel about that? I mean, honestly, I was okay with it because I think people have to remember that this is a video game. And you can only fit so much into one game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a movie where, like, you can add it in later or have be like, oh, we got a deleted scene from the movie. 
here you have to make a decision of okay what's going to go in and what's not going to go in right and i think that's what people have to realize is you're not going to be able to get everything like okay like i'll, I'll go back to agrabah for an example we did not get the guards mm-hmm. of agrabah we didn't have the sultan of agrabah you know we didn't get a lot of play a lot of things from there so the, the people that made the game had to be very nitpicky right also you have to consider this too I mean, at this point, you've done, honestly, at this point, you've done most of the entire game. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. there's probably, and, and next episode, I'm actually going to outline our plan for the rest of the season, but okay. you've done most of the worlds. There's maybe, like, less than a handful that you haven't done, and I think, would you say it, it, it is fair to say in regards to cutscenes, obviously non-gameplay or whatnot, mm-hmm. they only do somewhere between twenty and thirty minutes of each world. Yeah. So think I, about I, that. I, like, how much can you possibly fit in that short time? Just going back to your point about, like, you know, in Aladdin, they're not going to have the guards. Right. Like, there's only so much you can fit. Exactly. All right, Bill, it's time for Ansem Report number eight. Um, We'll get your reaction to it right after, and then we'll do your board of love and hate. All right? Mm -hmm. right. Okay. So here we go. Ansem Report number eight. There is no doubt that the Heartless are deeply connected to the people's hearts. Further study may unravel both their motivations and the mystery shrouding the heart. As a start, I have built a device that artificially creates Heartless by recreating the conditions that spawn the Heartless naturally, I should be able to produce them artificially. This device is the culmination of all my research thus far. The machine's test run successfully created a Heartless. This may be a step towards creating a heart from nothing. Artificially and naturally created Heartless showed nearly identical traits, but the two types remained distinct for the purpose of the experiment. So, I will mark the ones that are created artificially. I, I found the creating the Heartless to be very interesting. Right. And, because it, it made me go back to the last episode, where Dr. Finkelstein tried to create a heart for the heartless Mm -hmm. and failed. Right. So now it makes me wonder, what did he use? What did, you know, Ansem use to make the heartless work? Right. Also, from someone that's played this series... It also makes me now wonder, or I'm going to probably try to notice this. So he says in this that he is creating Heartless. And he's going to mark the ones that are created artificially. Mm -hmm. So does that mean every... 
that some Heartless have that li- and I'm sure you've seen it. I don't think we've talked about it, but there is a symbol for the Heartless. Mm-hmm. Does that mean all those symbols were just him that, that created them? And Maybe. if they don't have a symbol, then those are not, those are, uh, then those are, are ones he didn't create, and those are actually the ones from people's hearts. Right. It's very possible. I think that's a hundred percent, again, I, I never really paid too much attention to these reports yeah. when playing the game. Because again, you also get them in a weird order. You don't get these like how I'm reading them to you. Mm-hmm. So it's more clear now. You know, before we even go to your board of love and hate, let's get some predictions and theories. We're going to do that first before. Because yeah. I'm okay. so drained on the fact of knowing that certain Heartless are created and are marked essentially right. in this series. Okay. So... It's going to be a combo here, because it is a prediction, but it's also a theory. So my prediction is, within the next two episodes, we will have, or we will, or we will find out, the remaining five princesses, of the seven princesses. Okay. Now this goes into my theory, because I had to think about, and... You know, today's a good example. Today's episode is a good example. We know Alice is one of them, even though she's not really a princess. But we we, we discussed that in the past. Episode. Sure. And we already said Jasmine is one. Mm-hmm. They tried Wendy, and it's not her. So now it makes me wonder: who are the remaining five? And you have to think back from really the beginning and then also figure out all the characters that we've had Mm -hmm. throughout this entire series. There's two that I've said in the past that it could be, and I'm almost certain they're going to be in this group of seven. Okay. Minnie and Daisy. Okay. So that goes to four. We have seen a lot of Maleficent in this game. She is the main villain. Sure. So my thinking is, at some point, number five is going to be Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. By the way, props to you, because I know some people that probably would say, who's the name for, who's the princess from Sleeping Beauty? And they say that it is Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite Disney movies. I'm not afraid of it. It's underrated, I think. Yeah. It's really underrated. I mean, who could forget like the king getting drunk and kind of getting his own song? I know, right? Well, I think it was called Scrumps, I believe, actually. I know. Wait, wait a minute. What do you mean you're building a new castle? What's wrong with me? Anyway. Um, so so you're, you're at five, right? Right. The sixth one I had to think back, because we haven't mentioned this character in a while. He was early in the game, and he's 
still a factor for the most part, and that's Hades. Hmm, okay. And he had in the movie a female try to lure Hercules, and eventually he won her over. I want to say her name is Meg. That's correct. The full name, Megara. Alright, well, I'll just go with Meg. No, that's fine. Trust me. Don't think anyone's saying Megara is my favorite (laughs) character of Hercules. Alright, so now we're at six. So then I had to figure out, okay, who's the seven? Because it has to be somebody that's been in the game. Because, And it also has to be someone who may or may not have a villain. And I was trying to go through all the different, you know, like, Disney princesses. And I'm like, okay, well, it can't be this one. It can't be that one. Um, I think any animal would be disqualified automatically. <laughs> okay. So then I'm like, there's only one other person it could be. And I'm taking a wild shot on this one. Sure. The seventh princess is Kyrie. Okay. And the only reason I say that is you have one other, well, actually two other people, Alice and Meg, who are technically not princesses mm-hmm. by default. So maybe it's four actual princesses and three non-princesses that they just decided to make princesses. Sure, okay. And Kyrie is the seventh one. She's the final part. All right. First off, can I just say that I love the fact, like, so this is like, I feel like this is the thing you've put the most thought into in making a theory since we started this show. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, this is the glory that is Kingdom Hearts, is that, Sometimes they throw something out there that makes you really think, well, it's it's got to be this because of A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And then to see if it's true or not. To like, Again, I've called, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but Kingdom Hearts, the lost of video games. And this is 100% that, like, the what you just did, is kind of like how I think people in the Lost fandom would theorize for, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. So it makes me smile that I'm like, oh my god, he's really going like all in on like trying to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I guess maybe that's just me just being happy that like you were actually thinking of these things. And, and some of this like some of this is like within like the last maybe 15 20 minutes that we've been recording because like some of them like Mick or Minnie and Daisy I knew like right away okay right. They you, you said that I think like three or four episodes ago at this point right um, so I'm pushing all my chips in on this pushing one. all your chips in all right let's do your board of love and hate and then we'll head out of here okay um, I'm actually going to make a move here. Okay. I've done it in a couple episodes, but I think now's a good time to do a move. Sure. 
I'm going to move Goofy from the hate to the love section. Okay. Um, my reasoning is, as of late, he has become a key important factor in the team. He's actually doing something, which is why he was on the hate board or the hate part originally. And well, wait, what, what, what would you say that he did? Well, he got more involved. Like he was figuring out or trying to figure out, you know, what to do to get out of Captain Hook's ship, and you know, where are they going to go next? And I think he deserves today. To be taken off the hate board. Okay. Now, but of course, you know, the second part of this question is, where does he go? Because currently you have in the love column, uh, the top, Riku, then going down, Donald Duck, and then down below him is Hades. Where is Goofy going? Goofy's going to go below Hades. Okay. All right, and what's your second one? Second one, um, I'm going to put another person on the love and I'm going to put Kyrie on. Ooh, okay. That's a big, big move now. Oh, good guy. First, give your reasoning. All right. And this sort of goes back to the beginning. Because, you know what? This is an interesting choice. Let me just say this right now. This For you to pull this out right now is an interesting choice because you haven't even seen her for, like, the last three episodes. Right. <laughs> and, the, and, and the time that you're seeing her now is... There's definitely something up with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Part of it is from, like, the beginning, where I was like, this is a different kind of character. She has enthusiasm. You know, she's got this spunk about her. She's not afraid. And then I think the flashback is what really did it in. Like, seeing her flashback okay. or part of it was like, she never grew out of this. Right. So that's why now is the time to put her in the love column. And where is she going? You already know the listing because I just told you Goofy yes. and Goofy is the, the one below Hades. She's going to go below Donald but ahead of Hades. Okay. So number three right now. Mm-hmm. Very good. See, this is, this is I think things are getting on track to at least what I was really trying to aim to do for you. So I'm, I was really curious, and obviously we have a few more episodes, but I was really curious where some of the more main characters were going to land on this board for you. Yeah, and I think with Kyrie and Riku, especially those two, I wanted to hold off mm-hmm. on for a little bit. I didn't want to put them right away. Right. Because... As time would go on, it would be like, oh, well, I like him, but, you know, maybe go down a little bit. Because I don't, like, because like I told, or like I said in the previous episode, with Sora, I will figure, or I will reveal at the end. I think that's the best way possible. Mm -hmm. But with Riku and with Kairi, it's like, okay, I could do it at any time. But it's got to be the right time. Yeah. So that's where that's why this time I pulled Kyrie into the mix. I'm going to make a prediction right now for you. Okay. Because 
I'm giving a little... Uh, there's a lot of hype going into this next episode. From what I said before, and also because... Um, I also... Uh, two, two things. Obviously, I mentioned to you before, there's a scene that happens that really made me a fan that I would argue... <laughs> Maybe really interesting the more in the series as a whole, mm-hmm. but also there is. I, right, let me just put it this way: I think that because right now it's Bill's board of love and hate that you get two picks to move to either the love column, the hate column, or to put in the pool to be decided later on. I think you're going to have a hard time in the next episode with only two to either move or put on the board. Right. That's a prediction that I have for you. All right, so overall, so, so we actually did all of Neverland in this one half hour. Yeah. So what are your overall thoughts on this half hour that you watched? Um, I thought the first... Five to seven minutes were a little bit slow. You didn't care about Halloween Town at all. You were like, I, I don't care. I don't am I care the at weakest? all. It might have actually been the weakest of the worlds that we've been. Really? Ooh, that's a big claim. Okay, so you're going to say you you think Halloween Town was weaker than Atlantica? I, I do. I really do. Because with Atlantica, there was a consistent story of Ursula and Ariel mm-hmm. and also with uh Sora you know is like is he hiding that he's from a, like another world is he not hiding and I think those elements made it a good world to follow mm-hmm. whereas with Halloween Town and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this. (laughs) Go ahead. Let's um, see you bash Halloween Town. Go ahead. There really wasn't much to the story that was added. It was just, oh, hi, I'm Jack Skellington. I'm going to, you know, we're going to create this artificial heart to bring this heartless to life. And it's like, oh, no, we can't let him have this heart. And then it ends up doing nothing. See, I and, feel like you're now picking up on the stuff that I'm noticing as well. Is you compare? Honestly, this half hour is a great example. Compare, even though I know that we started Halloween Town on the last episode, mm-hmm. compare the overall arc of Halloween Town versus the arc of Neverland slash Captain Hook's ship. Right. What is the difference there? You tell me, in your opinion at least. I think the difference is there's a lot more action in Captain Hook. Well, let me let me throw this out to be more specific. Would you say there's a lot more action in regards to tying a Disney world to the actual storyline? I think so. I, I definitely think so. Um, where I'm actually going to go back to Geppetto and Pinocchio. 
And I was just going to say that one because that was the last time I felt that way too. And you can listen to the archives to hear like me really saying, I believe at that time, I'm like, that's where Kingdom Hearts shines the best or one of the best in my opinions is when you use a world from Disney to further the storyline of these new characters that you're just introducing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like with that, and I know that you, like you told me, it was a bonus level, like a bonus world. You had to do the first half, though. You always ran into Monstro. Mm-hmm. There's no way to not run into Monstro, but once you got there, you can go on the save point, and you can go on the gummy ship, and you can go to the next world. But even then, it does stop you at some point. And actually, now that we're far enough, I can tell you, after you do Atlantica and, um, and Halloween Town, I don't believe that if you didn't do Monstro at that point, I don't think ha- Captain Hook's ship ever appears. Right. Like, I would have switched Monstro and Halloween Town. As in, like, the worlds. Like, I would have had Halloween Town be the bonus level. <laughs> what is, just for the sake of where we're at now, what was your favorite world so far? Favorite world is probably Agrabah. Okay. You want to explain why? Um, I feel like with Agrabah, unlike the other worlds, there's a lot more places to go. Mm. Where, like, okay, like with Alice in Wonderland, it's the garden. That's it. You can't go anywhere else. Well, that, that for the most part. Sure, I agree with you. With Monstro, you're in a whale. There's there's nothing else that needs to be said. Right, sure. Every <laughs> chamber looks the same. Exactly. Uh, Hercules' world is basically a training arena. Mm-hmm. So, can't really do much there. Atlantica... While you do have some room there, you're almost going constantly to the same place. And Halloween Town is... Garbage. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's garbage. And then Captain Hook, as much as I like that world, you're on a ship. That's all it is. Mm. Whereas with Agrabah, you're in the desert. You're... In the market. You're outside the Cave of Wonders. You're in the Cave of Wonders. You're in this bottomless pit of lava that if you make the wrong move, you die. Right. You're, you know, it's like so many different places you could go. No, I I totally get what you're saying. Essentially, what it boils down to is how much of the... I'll... I'm going to throw this... I was going to say I throw, I'm going to throw this on the people that made the game, but I'm more throwing it... See, it's weird because I don't know what those negoti- negotiations are like. Like, Because mm-hmm. like, you know that every single thing on here in some shape or form in this game, you know back in 2002 they had to be approved by someone from Disney. Like, I can't imagine like them being like, yeah, we're going to do stuff with Aladdin. 
Yeah. Or, and then the Disney per- executive is like, all right, cool, yeah, do whatever you want. I have a hard time believing that, to be honest right. with you. Um, like, I feel like it just all depends on what was discussed. And in regards to the worlds, I'm like, yeah, some are definitely better than others. Like, like you mentioned, how, although I'm gonna re- I'm gonna throw this out there to redeem you on, not redeem you because I actually agree with you. Um, for anyone that's like upset that you're bashing on Halloween Town, you did say that the Sora gear was the better looking one. It was the Sora Donald and Goofy gear. So it there was. you go. That that's a redeeming quality. Oh, I guess. and and I also just remembered with Tarzan. That's one that is like close to the middle because yeah, you get to explore a lot of places, but it's sort of limited mm. at the same time. Bill, I don't mean to tell things, but I feel like the next episode is going to be huge because the next episode I mentioned already, it has one scene that might be, that might have really hooked me in the Kingdom Hearts as a series. Mm-hmm. But it might not even be the one that you're actually, the scene that people might be thinking of. We have your predictions going on, like, will that actually happen? Um, will the Disney princesses be revealed on the next half hour? We have another Ansem report. We have your, I mean, a lot of, a lot of um, a lot of main characters are now on this board of your love and hate list. Will there be more added? We'll see. And also, I'm go- like I mentioned to you earlier. I'm going to reveal what the rest of this season is going to look like. Sounds like a pretty pa- oh, and also an answer report. So it sounds mm-hmm. like a uh, a pretty packed episode. Would you would you say would you say so? Oh yeah, this is the next one is going to be the one you don't want to miss. Yeah, for sure. All right. So with that in mind, we'll head out. Unless you have any final thoughts on Neverland. No, I'm uh, Wendy. Just thank you for not jumping off Big Ben. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. I'd like to take this time to thank Young Medicine for their version of Simple and Clean as the official theme song for Season 1 of Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. And you can find me at thatspodcasting.com. That's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Hi, guys. While I might not have the adventures that Sora, Kyrie, and Riku have, you can follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. Follow me on Instagram at MrBillion85. Like I said, I might not have the adventures that Sora, Riku, and Kairi have, but you can follow my adventures on social media.